Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting FilmSack. For 10% off your first month, go to BetterHelp.com slash film sack and start living a better life today what are your names tucker and walker well tucker and walker we're missing three bags what's in them none of your f-ing business suits socks 100 million dollars the usual stuff travis here was smart enough to bring along a tracking device You thought of everything, didn't you? Everything except what's happening now. This is Filmsack. Oh, sure. Everybody, welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 510. And uh, my name is Scott Johnson. I'm joined today by Tango Tango. What's up, Tango Tango Dunaway? <laughs> One more tango, please. <laughs> oh, hi. hi. And welcome to Rocky Mountain High, the highest gift store in Colorado. Elevation-wise, that is. Marijuana laws have taken a turn since we took on that slogan during the 90s. Now, how may I help you? Do we have any discount harnesses of questionable quality? Why, yes. Yes, we do. It's one of our top sellers. We like to call this particular model the So You Think Your Girlfriend Is Sleeping With Your Coworker And You Want To Get Rid Of Her And Blame Said Coworker, But You Need It To Look Like An Accident. Oopsie loopsie. No, harness. Yeah, you'll take that. All right. Would you like that gift wrapped? No. And might I also recommend a knee brace to really sell the whole story. Okay, I'll just throw that in at a 5% discount. Anything else? A stuffed toy puppy. Who's this for? The girlfriend? You aren't going to let this stuffed toy puppy fall to his death as well, are you? You promise? (laughs) You're going to keep it safe. Okay. This is a freebie. But I better not find it at the bottom of a gourd someplace covered in dead girlfriend. Gross. (laughs) All right. Will that do it for today? Can I interest you in a human sled that looks like Sylvester Stallone? It's reversible. <laughs> also, we have a 60-year-old rope on sale. Hmm? No? How about some bat repellent? No? Okay, then. That'll be $5.69. What's this? Oh, sorry, sir. We don't accept unexchangeable denominations of $1,000 bills. That's all you have? Okay. So I'll just be taking back my toy puppy now, you piece of shit. Randy, show this gentleman out the door and down the cliff. No wow. That was great. Your entire thing just basically is the first scene, which is great. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
That's good. I'd That's like probably, to keep it simple. Some people may have only made it that far, so we did, a, <laughs> we did them a service. Uh, also with us, Randy, your northern exposure is exposed, Jordan. Yeah, don't use my name, damn it. Oh. Oh. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. You are going to someday make a person a fine wife, especially if they see you bake a cake. But to be an even better wife, you're going to need to pick up my new book, Three Rules for Wifing on the Mountain. A good mountain wife makes sacrifices. So if you want to avoid having to take a few bullets in the small of the back to prove your worth, you'll want to follow along. Number one, when you're about to leave the house because you have somewhere to go, that's when you should stop and brush your horse. Mm. <laughs> By the way, a bonus rule, name your horse Bucket Chick. Yep. Number two. No. <laughs> Never go around a peak when you can climb over it. Yeah. I shouldn't have to tell you this. Everyone knows. Mm. Number three, when living in snowy mountains, never employ the use of ATVs or snowmobiles. However, do learn how to ride a man like a snowboard. Human snowboards are perfect because a man's backside is naturally waxed and his top side has a handy grip that you can hold on to. Ew. <laughs> oh, that was that, that was that was three. Was that no, no, three? that was interesting. Oh, yeah. time. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Gross. <laughs> Nicely done. Also with us, and finally, <coughs> choking myself here, Brian Stalactite Mother Effa ah. Ibbett. Oh wow! Well, well predicted. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. We've leveled off at about uh, 20,000 feet, and we're going to maintain a cruising altitude right here over the beautiful Rocky, in quotes, mountains. <laughs> if you look to your left, you'll see the world's oldest gift shop. You heard about that in, yeah. in uh, number one. If yeah. you're looking for 60-year-old rope or some two-year-old power bars, this is the place for you. <laughs> uh, keep looking out your left window, and you'll see the mysterious cave of mystery. Legend has it that if you go out the bottom of this cave, you somehow pop out of the top. Uh, despite the fact that there's only one teeny tiny opening at the top, you'll find it's the most well-lit cave ever. And check out those natural formations. They put the tight in stalactite. <laughs> Next on that side is the ladder to nowhere, where you hear an American faking a British accent with a British woman faking an American accent. And if you look to your right, you'll see the bleeding corpse of my co-pilot. Oh, wait, that's oh. just up here. Have a good flight. <laughs> oh, my God. That captain, oh, wow. that captain had no soul. He leans <laughs> yeah, over none. and just pops that dude in the head and then just looks at him with disdain like, I've been yeah. waiting for this my whole pilot life. <laughs> he sucked oh. as a co-pilot. Oh, I have that man. actor on a certain list that we're going to oh, talk about ooh, later. Yeah. Oh, I have a feeling I know what list. When the walls fell. We'll get there soon enough, everybody. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, the movie is Cliffhanger. And if you're thinking, hey, I thought you guys did that one. No, we, we've had it on the uh, firing block about three times and then it kept getting yanked. So yeah, get no falling off a cliff. Yep, it's terrible. No more yanking. Yeah, I actually, I actually keep a very, very short list of movies that I figure uh, when we finally end Film Sack in the 2040s, it'll be the last one <laughs> right. because we'll have to like <laughs> seek it out. Yeah, and Cliffhanger is on that mental list. Like I figured, oh, this this might end up being our very last episode. Yeah. you know, someday it does feel it, that way. Had such a time. I yeah. agree. It's been a huge pain to get it, but we're gonna we we finally seen it. I didn't see it in theaters. I think this is the one of the. Uh, the big surprises of the week is that Brian Dunaway's first viewing as well, right? No. Oh, really? oh no. I thought you had. I thought you had for some reason. You're thinking about next week's film, but Cliffhanger, I've enjoyed 
many times. Oh, why did I think that? Well, it's my first time. Well, uh, well we're talking about. We've been talking about another movie coming up that I haven't seen before. Yeah, but yet, you but see it before. Or? Saw it in the theaters in 1993, and it gave our uh, Australian friend panic attacks. That very first really? scene. Oh my yes, lord! Freaked yes. her out to the point where, uh, yeah, she she nearly just walked out of the theater after that first part. But we had to. We had to talk her down, basically. Dude, I'll admit that opening scene is so impactful. I'll admit they they got me a little bit. I'm I'm not one for heights, and I can't imagine that on a big widescreen theater. Just that's pretty freaky. Like it is brilliant. It's one of those things. Like when you're watching a movie where somebody has to swim underwater for a long period of time, you find that you subconsciously hold your breath. Yeah, right. I did the same thing with this one. Even on this watching, even knowing what happens, I'm like. Yeah, my well, wife knows. It is very effective. Yeah. It, it is it is such a cheap, easy thing that they've done. But this is what Stallone does. Stallone yeah. is you know you could say what you want to about you know the accuracy, you know how accurate things are or whatever. But he always makes you feel something. And I don't know if it was him doing it. He he seemed well, like he, the the ridiculous mole on the otherwise normal face for this movie. Like I trust he, me, he he, he was he, the worst oh, okay, actor in right. it. Yeah, I, I, and I and I don't I know what you're saying, but I guess what I'm saying he is that influences scene, things. Is I think it's hard to have Stallone in your film and not have him have a huge hand in how what happens. Well, with it. I mean, according to the Wikipedia, he stepped in and and did a rewrite on it. Yeah, on the script. Yeah, on the script, uh, yeah. which you know uh, got him a uh, a WGA credit. Yeah, and and let's face it, like we've seen plenty of Rennie Harlan movies, and they're yeah. very. Um, they're very straightforward. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. They kind of need someone to give you some uh, like human connections, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying this in Cutthroat Island that we yeah. just watched recently. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have none of this. Yeah. I'm not saying that this movie has lots of human connections. It's actually it actually suffers from not having a side story about relationships at all. Like right. But I, you can you can kind of tell that someone at least tried to give the dialogue yeah. a punch up. And this is you know pretty recent after Rennie Harlan's uh, Die Hard Two stint, where he directed Die Hard yeah. Two, which was Die Hard in an airport. And so it makes kind of sense, even though he was resistant in the beginning, according to the trivia, to direct this because he felt like it was just another Die Hard movie, which it kind of is. Yes, it is. Uh, it's Die Hard on a Mountain. Although mm-hmm. uh, I, I take issue with the name a little bit, there there was very little cliff hanging. There was lots of yeah, hanging yeah. and dangling, but there's no cliffs. Mm-hmm. It's all peaks. yeah. We get peaks I don't different. know. I mean, you don't you, you think of it in the terms of like not uh, he's got his fingers at the top of the cliff and he's hanging off the side, but there's a whole bunch of time spent on that damn ladder uh, hanging off the side of a cliff. <laughs> oh, that's true. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you know, in the, the, in the term in this relation, I think you're trying to say is it's like the, it, I was assuming it was, it was pointing at the old serials that sure. used to always end in a cliffhanger, but then they tried to make it clever by saying, you know, he's hanging off. He's literally hanging off a cliff well, it, in the it, opening scenes. Yeah. It does start with that. And it, yeah. and it start it, it, like like you say, it starts with one of the most memorable and impactful little, uh, you know, sequences that you could ever kind of uh, start a movie with. Almost almost sets itself up for failure. Like it's yeah, almost yeah. Too, it's almost too much to start. Right. You know, because like again, like I said, <laughs> all their solution to everything is to climb uh, precipices. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that like, you know, when you see the, the craziest one to start, like, how could that get more, you know, how are you going to pump this up later? Mm-hmm. Like I've already yeah. seen him. Like, I I guess did, he, 
He saves the girl. That's how you're going to find it. Right. Yeah. I found it fascinating how, and I, once again, I feel like this is, I've, we've seen, you know, we've seen Rennie Harlan's movies before. We've, I, I think that Stallone really made this uh, push to go, okay, how can, how can we resolve this within the hero's skill set? Because, you know, he's going against real military you know, military people, you know, who are supposed to be highly trained at fighting. And he's supposed to just be a rock climber. He has no backstory of military training. There's nothing that says that he's done anything other than just enjoy nature and climbing. And so I, they try yeah, to stick I, to it. I yeah. actually thought, you know, so that's a, that's a trope, right? Sure, um, right. You're, you're, your good guy, your hero, only has really one skill, right? right? So the bad guys come along and beat him up. And I like it. I liked it a lot. I, I was like, oh, right. wow. Like, look at Sylvester Stallone. He looks like a cage fighter. And he's getting his <laughs> ass handed to him by this skinny, tall guy in yeah. a cave. Uh-huh. But then it got subverted. The trope got turned out because he kills the guy with a stalactite. And it's like, no. That was I, I, I both, I both cheered and booed because the critical <laughs> watching, unlike my previous watchings, were just like, oh, let's have some fun, and uh, I was like, oh, come on. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, still though. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, but you gotta yeah, bench presses him right into us. A... <laughs> yeah, but you have to go straight up, right? You can't yeah. go at any sort of angle. Yeah, much easier just to break off the stalactite. I guess you want to preserve right. the uh, the nature. Just break them apart over your knee. Yeah. Every time you've been to one of those caves, I always say, "Now let's not disturb the natural uh, growth exactly. of the things." Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, you, Can like, you just break them off and stab them like it's an icicle in Die Hard too. Sure, that cave was so ridiculous. If that was an actual cave in the yeah. real world that you right. could just walk into, it'd be a major tourist attraction. Oh, it'd be, sure. a, it'd be yeah. huge. Mm-hmm. Maybe he discovered it. I don't know. You know, I don't want. I want to give him the benefit. And now. also, I'm I'm not sure I'm not certain about this, but I'm pretty sure that caves that have lots of formed stalactites and stalagmites are down, not up. It's, it wouldn't be a cave high. Yeah, the because the, yeah. they're formed through water, you know, droplets dropping. Right, that's how they yeah, you know, slowly for a long migrate time, the, for like millions yeah. of years. Yeah, or thousands. Yeah, so of something like that high would not be like that maybe. Right. and you wouldn't have to climb up way high to get above the stalactites right, right, <laughs> those right. would be those would be at the top with all the bats yeah the movie had a lot of these little mystery locations uh yeah and it yep. if you park your brain at the door I, I will say i had a good time with with cliffhanger overall like i had a fun dumb time with it mm-hmm. and there were a couple of times where i went Ah, the stunts in this aren't too bad, or those miniatures look better than I thought they would, or whatever. The stunts were freaking amazing. They were pretty good. Yeah, the highest paid stunt ever, one million dollars in this movie. Whoa! uh, For for a guy to to ride across a zip line to get some real footage of him uh, between uh, the two peaks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is impressive. And there was just I don't know a couple of moments like when they're doing the old rope run. Um, yeah. across the cliff face that was rad looking him hanging up there upside down in the beginning was cool uh all the ropes or all the girl falling stuff had a legitimacy to it um right that all surprised me i just thought well i'm this is going to be you know green screen after green screen and there was some of that <laughs> we're but, really talking good about this movie but we haven't even talked about lithgow's performance oh yet. my <laughs> lord uh, we'll get we'll get to that yeah but really quickly before we leave the the visual effects this one uh the film actually was nominated for Oscars, if you can believe that. Mm, wow. um, but it was nominated for for things like visual effects and and 
cinematography and stuff like sure. that. Yeah, yeah, Sounds. which makes sense. I mean, it's a beautiful, it's a, it's, it's a fantastic place to film. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if you're if you're gonna film something, you know, snowy peaks. That's that's a great place to go, right? Well, totally. Absolutely. What's yeah, crazy so sound, is the, oh, visual ahead. effects and sound effects. Sorry. Oh, you're, yeah, you're, sound you're effects fine. were really good. What's crazy mm-hmm. about where the, the beginnings of this movie was supposed to be a comedy, Calico Pictures or Carl, Carl, Carol, yeah, Carl, Carol, 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 had originally signed Stallone to be opposite John Candy <laughs> in a comedy <laughs> about feuding neighbors <laughs> titled Bartholomew versus Neff. That's a shit right. name. Anyway, and this actually wasn't what the movie originally was going to be. This is just how they got. This Stallone is how they got to him yeah. into this role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right, right. That yeah. was originally going to be a John Hughes film. I'm a little sad we never saw that come to fruition. I think that could have yeah, been right. Too. And then there were other projects, a futuristic science fiction horror thing called Isobar. 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 It's yeah. about a genetically mm-hmm. created monster breaks free in a high speed uh, runway train thing, and then uh, and you're just gonna walk past that like that's the totally normal movie to make. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't walk it past didn't that. Like, if that would have happened, that would have been awesome. I would have loved to have seen that, but never, never happened. And then this movie also, I guess Ridley Scott, Roland Emmerich, uh, we're yeah. all uh, gonna direct, which is. Weird to get to Rennie. Rennie Hartman's the poor man's everybody. Keep going. You're about to get to the best part. All right. Here we go. Uh, they were, let's see, with a 90, $90 million budget with Stallone and Kim Basinger playing the main roles. Due to disagreements between Carol Co. and producer Joel Silver about the script changes and lack of artistic freedom, both Scott and Emmerich both gave up on the project, which in the end was canceled. So that's a bummer. Right. But don't forget about the second project. That was the one you're about to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is the story. You know what? Just read Wikipedia. All right, here you go. Here it is. <laughs> it is second. the most interesting Wikipedia really is, yeah. on any movie we've watched with the background stuff. All right, here's the, here's the second paragraph. The, uh, the second project in which Stallone was involved with, with this deal was an action disaster thriller called Gale Force, <laughs> described as Die Hard in a Hurricane. Which Randy Harlan was going to direct, uh, and yes. which uh, Stallone played an ex-Navy SEAL who has to fight against a group of modern pirates who attack a coastal town during a large catastrophic hurricane. The first version of the script for the film was written uh, by Dave Chappie in 1984, who then wrote six more drafts between 87 and 89. <clears throat> uh, it says, and after his final draft received some praise and following the bidding war between several studios in 1989. They bought, meaning the studio, bought his final draft for five hundred grand. With the promise yes. of an additional two hundred thousand dollars if the movie was made, Harlan was paid three million for directing the film, but because his contract gave him full control over the project, he demanded many rewrites to the script. So, amongst other things, increase the number of action sequences, make them bigger, etc. Between ninety and ninety-one, they were working on the project. Carol Co. spent over four million on the different script writers and versions of the script. One of the screenwriters who worked on it, Joe Esterhouse, uh, paid was paid five hundred grand to write his version. He wrote it, uh, rewrote it as an erotic thriller, similar to his previous first screenplays. So his version, I think, had a woman in the in the movie called Gale Force. Yeah. Exactly, we spelled it instead of G A L E. It was G A I L. It sounds like a movie about a Bond girl, so that's where he went. Yeah. Yeah, and he brought back uh, the Italian stallion for his uh, pornographic. Return. Yeah. I just want you to. I just want you to know out there. If you if you don't believe us, Scott has just given you the first thirty percent of mm. this yeah. of this it's diatribe a, about saga. about yeah. the, what got us to uh, the point where we're actually making the movie that we saw. It's, it's just, crazy. It's just unbelievable. It's crazy, yeah. and it made it. It made yeah. it. I guess was considered profitable in the end. The movie made enough money to sort of make up for all of this ridiculous screen 
uh, writing and, yeah. you know, millions of dollars spent before the thing was even greenlit really. But, uh, yeah, what a long twisty road to get to your damn stupid diehard ripoff with like John Lithgow and the most ridiculous over the top dumb role he's ever been in. My gosh. Dude. Ooh, wow. That's a big call out. I don't hold right. on. Think, right. think hold of another on. one. Cause think? I can't think of one. John Lithgow is a director or an actor who I have great respect for. He's won Oscars. Like the dude, dude is, you know, prolific, been, been around forever. I can't think yeah. of one where he was chew- chewing the cheese more than this. Not not, uh, not in what was supposed to be a semi-serious role, okay, right? Yeah, okay. So so Buckaroo Banzai wouldn't wouldn't qualify yeah, because that's, that, it's yeah, intentional, another side. Yeah. intentional yeah. cheese. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um trying to think of another one. I really can't. Like he's been you in know. some stuff, like you know, Harry he, and Anderson. He's only stupid. been more weird uh in third rock from the sun i mean that's how close <laughs> his character was to just insanity where he's an actual yeah. alien yeah 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 i mean because <laughs> was the accent necessary no did no. i still have fun yes i did i it, can't it believe he so made stupid. him british there was no point in making him british. None. None. and it was like oh jolly god all right well um, we'll just have to chase him down the mountain i guess <laughs> Yeah. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> Such an odd choice. Like, I don't it know is. who chose it. And I, and I, there are parts of it, like when he shot that girl in the back, uh, yeah. when he whispers, you know, you know, the definition of true love, it's sacrifice and then just blows her away. That yeah. was actually really effective and cool. That was and maniacal. Absolutely. But yeah. I still, I just could never really take him too seriously. But in the end, I'm just going to say, as dumb as it is or as over the top as it is, I don't want it any other way. <laughs> no, this is yeah. this is what cliffhanger needs to be. Yeah, for yeah. sure. That woman, by the way, the the British woman who we actually watch do that thing that we always talk about. I can't believe that that uh, person's British. They do such a great American accent. She does it right there in front of us. Yeah. Um, we saw her uh, just a few weeks ago as Robin Williams' wife in Hook. Oh, oh is that right? Oh, that's oh, yeah. who oh, that right. is. Right. She has her hair pulled yeah. back. I didn't even recognize her that way. Hold on. Yeah. She she's not the Caroline she's not Goodall, I think. She's not uh, yeah. uh Steve Martin's wife in uh Planes, Trains and Automobiles, is she? Uh, I don't not think so. That I know of. No. She was Emily Schindler in ninety three as well, so that's interesting. What Schindler's mm-hmm. wife? She was in Disclosure, White Squall, The Princess Diaries, and The Best of Me. Oh, oh, I'm thinking of Susan. Or no, I'm thinking of Layla Robbins. Sorry, different lady. Okay. They did love, a similar look, though, yeah. yeah. I love that you called Hook a few weeks ago. It was over a year ago. <laughs> what? Last, it feels the last like it. Year, the last year has right. just been weird. Shut up. It was it really over a year ago we watched yeah. Hook? Yeah. yeah it, was the first, it was the first film sack film that we all did in quarantine in March 2020. Oh, wow. So it really has been over a year. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, there it is. Saturday, March 21st, 2020. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I. I would have. I would have said maybe not a few weeks, but I certainly would have said like within the last last three months yeah. that we watched yeah. Hook. About, about fifty two weeks is what you're looking yeah, for. There. About, right. Yeah. About. Just about. <laughs> That's crazy. I was curious about something in this movie with the dialogue. Speaking of Crystal, who was the jet pilot, she kept saying repeatedly over and over again. What was she? What was she saying? You said tango, top of, tango, uh, tango, 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 tango. Yeah. Uh, they. I was beginning to wonder if they were getting paid by the word because some of the some of the dialogue. <laughs> Dialogue was just repeating the same things over and over again, like Gabe, 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 Tango, yeah. Tango, Tango, Tango. tango. Yeah. Like, oh my God! Yeah, no, I don't know, but I, I mean, <laughs> are you picking up the word? Come I, on, I don't, I don't know why they couldn't have got more creative with their like fake mili- ex-military Talk. lingo stuff. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the whole point, well, even, of that, but and even up. saying Gabe so much, oh like God. the uh, 
the the two Mountain Dew twins uh, Mountain Dew say twins. his name about a thousand times. Yeah, and uh, the dying woman, even the, her last word as she's falling is "gay." Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it would be "no" or "shit." Right. Not yeah, or dead. exactly. Yeah. Why is that? That's a weird thing. Never thought of yeah, that. I, I have an, I have an, I, you know, I have a theory on that. Of course that what we're seeing is actually from his point of view and she didn't really say gay, but he has such mm. guilt and you know, he's the storyteller here mm-hmm. in this case. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I tried to explain it away, but yeah, Gabe is not right. Do you see your, uh, your <laughs> twin peaks guy was, uh, or is the twin peaks guy was one of those, uh, mountain dew twins. Um, What's his oh, name? He played he... Hank. Well, it was in the newer series, not the old one. Right, right. You all know that guy. He was on Justified. Yeah. He was on Hawaii. Younger, Fargo, younger kid. Uh, and thank you for this kid movie. With short hair. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, yeah. Thanks to this movie for for nodding at us Gen Xers so we could, you know, so we could enjoy this movie during the time. It's like, I need somebody I can relate to. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Am I, am I the only one who thought of those two guys as Jonesy and Riley nice. from Letterkenny? Uh, nice. I can see that. No, you yeah. know what? You're not. Uh, but but I couldn't put my finger on it until you just said it. It was bugging right. me. all I was Because in my head, I was going, oh, this is like Bill and Ted or this is like whatever. But I couldn't James put Silent my Bob. finger it's, on it. But Jonesy it really is Jonesy and Riley. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, which I just watched again because that show is great. Uh, this thing also has Michael Rooker, who, uh, you know, Yondu. So we got a little bit of a mm-hmm. Galaxies, uh, Guardians of the Galaxies reunion here. Sylvester Stallone yeah. and Michael uh, Rooker there. Uh, Rooker. So that's cool. Rooker's great in everything. So just yeah. put I, 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 I actually, really yeah. I actually was kind of taken aback with thought about Michael Rooker because I've just been rewatching all of the MCU stuff. Mm. And I got to thinking, like, what else do I know him from? And maybe I just haven't really seen his movies over the years. I wonder if the last See, one uh, we Walking saw, Dead? Yeah, he's, he's watched yeah, Walking, Walking Dead, Dead at all. No, I've never, I've never seen any. Okay, movie. interesting. Yeah, Did you see? Uh, part there. You, ever, you watched it with us. The replacement killers. He was the. He was a good guy in there. Okay, I, I, yeah, I do remember him in that movie. Yeah. Okay, thank you. He was good in that. Um, I actually saw his big breakout movie. Finally, the one about the serial killer, and it's old. It's like eighty or seventy nine or something like that. Let me see. Um, what's it called? By the way. Um, the brief, the brief moment I got Henry, to meet Rooker. His second movie, sorry, his first movie was called right. Henry: Portrait of a Serial Killer, and he is freaking wicked in that. Like, if you want to yeah. see a movie that holds up, like really holds up as a serial killer movie, Henry: Portrait of a Killer, hell of a thing. Oh my um, gosh! Apparently, uh, a couple of years before this, he was in the film sack nominee Days of Thunder. And oh, I just, yeah, like, that's I right. Just don't, I don't uh, remember him being in it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because that was the one he was uh, he was trading paint with, right? Wait a minute, Days of Thunder. Days yeah, with Tom Cruise, yeah. and he's a he's he's, he's a racer. Yeah, uh, film sack two twenty two, and they're racing, they're <laughs> racing down the halls of the uh, the hospital. In, oh, in and their, their wheelchairs, uh, wheelchairs. That's right. Yes. Oh, his name was Rowdy. Hold on. Yeah, Rowdy. Rowdy. Of course, it was. Oh, was uh, Rowdy okay. Burns. NASCAR joke. Name. Rowdy Burns. There you go. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. In fact, I'm having one of those moments. I mean, Brian was thinking Hook was a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember doing nah. Days of Thunder at all. I guess and, we I did mean, he's been in a bunch of movies that I like. He was in Cliffhanger. This one, he was in Tombstone, yeah. and I don't remember that at all. Yeah. He was in, uh, I don't remember uh, Rooker being in Tombstone. Oh, I, was I, he one I, of the I bad guys that, that prompted uh, prob- prob- uh, Kilmer to say? Yeah, go ahead. Probably. I also put Rowdy in one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, right. Uh, he was in Mall Rats. I don't remember him in Mall Rats. No, you know? no mm-hmm. I don't at all. Yeah, he's been around right. forever. He's in, this, he's in the new uh, Suicide Squad thing. He plays... Uh, his name shoot 
I forgot his name. Savant. 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 That's it. Savant. Yeah. Which is a really interesting pick for him. Uh, some other go. interesting folks in this movie. We, I don't know if we've mentioned her, but Janine Turner, who uh, we mostly knew from uh, Northern Exposure at the time. One of the greatest shows of all time. And I still can't believe that thing's not streaming somewhere. It's gross. It's gross. It's all it's music gross. rights stuff, it turns out. All of it's music <laughs> yeah. rights. The, 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 nobody yeah. can get the right rights, so it's all left up. Thinking. And it's terrible, by the way, if you have specific music memories of something yeah. and you go watch it streaming and they've replaced the music. It's, it's the terrible. worst. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. And it's just ruin it for everybody. You bunch of a-holes. I freaking hate it. Uh, Leon is awesome. He, uh, mm-hmm. He's got only one name, this Leon fella. Uh, <laughs> this Leon fella. <laughs> I have to admit, I've never really seen him before, but apparently he's known for some like karate business and martial arts. Yeah. And, he, yeah, yeah and, he, oh, he's and playing really musicians good. in other movies. Oh, interesting. Oh, Little Richard. Um, well, he wasn't yeah. little, He wasn't Richard, but he was in that. And the uh, character's name? Uh, no, he was Little Richard oh, in was the 2000 film Little Richard. And he was also J.T. Matthews in The Five Heartbeats. He was David Ruffin in The Temptations. Oh, no way. The only thing yeah. I knew wait, him from wait, is wait, Above the Rim. What was his character's name? Who, the his g- character in... No, here, in this movie. Oh, uh, he played... Hold on. You said Leon, but was that... Was that Leon's that was his, his real name. name. He played Kinnett, no. and he's the one that got killed on the stalagmite. Wrong tights. answer! Yeah. <laughs> I see now. I couldn't name... I couldn't place because he's only got one name. His name is Leon. Okay. I, <laughs> right. I was lost. Yeah. Okay, I see now. I understand. I'm, I'm caught up. He's awesome. Um, we didn't mention him, but awesome. Ralph Waite, which, who played Frank, is a... Old school, like Walton's act. He was John. John he was John Walton. Walton Senior, baby. Yeah. And I, it killed me when they when they killed him. I died a little along with him. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's been around forever. Been in millions of things. The bodyguard, the much underappreciated the bodyguard with uh, Kevin Costner. And you're and supposed to you're supposed to feel really really bad when yeah. he dies, right? Like yeah. that's yeah. supposed to drive your feelings. Yeah. Nowadays, he would have turned out to be also like ex-military or something nowadays the old guy would have would have contributed to the fight back i I love the fact that this movie did not go that route it would be so easy that's something he did so common during that time was to go oh by the way I'm ex-military and I was in Nam, and it's no, like I'm, okay. I'm saying it's not though. In all, in like the, it was a cheap out to make you feel something. Yeah, is what right. I'm like. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think a lot of movies kill the old guy back in the 80s and 90s <laughs> to do that, and nowadays they wouldn't. They would have uh, freaking space cowboys. Yeah, or they'd kill space a kid. Cowboys. Or they'll kill somebody. The idea is to say, here's an innocent person, and now you've really done yeah. it. And like, that was the opening of this film. Right. I mean, the, uh, Rucker's, uh, Rucker's uh, girlfriend was, you know, she was that. She was innocent. She was scared. She was brave, but she didn't want to do it. His fault for reluctant. taking her up there, by the way. I'm blaming Rucker for the whole damn oh, thing. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It had sure. to be planned. Let me get up there with your knee yeah. blown. Oh, shut up. You're you're totally yeah, drunk. That's his fault. Friend. Like as much as, you know, it, Stallone took it to heart and blamed himself and all this other stuff. Yeah. The whole time I'm thinking, eh, it's freaking Rucker, and he's sure oh. laughing it up back at the office. Come on now. All of these highly experienced rescue people are gonna hook her up to some fatigue metal fatigued uh, you know, no backup. No. No backup. No, get that, that whole. Here. But but man, that whole sequence of her equipment failing yeah. is the yeah. scariest thing. I you've agree. Ever seen. Oh yeah. 
I yeah. agree. They had to do a disclaimer somewhere. It was yeah. in the trivia no, about no girlfriends were killed in the making no, of this movie. It wasn't that. <laughs> they said something about like because <clears throat> the 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 equipment they use is known for being really awesome and sturdy and the best of its kind. And they and they had to right. make they had to put some. I don't know if it's in the credits, but somewhere right. they had to. This would never say, happen. Don't don't yeah. You get we we like this equipment. Yeah, don't they basically it. said, look, we you know no shade on the manufacturer. We actually broke this to make it work. Yeah. And, uh, that's a that's a thing you don't think about, right? Like if you're gonna make a movie right. where something fails, you don't think about the company who who made it. Right, right. Gonna get blown. If it just slips through, like <laughs> right. if it does yeah. fail, it's gonna be like a catastrophic <laughs> failure. It's like, yeah. <laughs> right, just like zip right out through every yeah. every they, uh, strap. Yeah. They do do a great job of uh, of a paradox at the very beginning of the movie. The first thing you see establishes Stallone as the greatest free climber in the world. Yeah, like he's yeah. doing things that you're just like, oh, that's not possible. That's incredible. He's a hero of a climber. And right. then the next thing that happens establishes him as kind of a loser. Like he, yeah, he a woman yeah. dies on his watch, and it's like if they'd only thought to just put her on his back, he could have just climbed down. Right, yeah. I wish yeah. they had shown us in between the time that he left for so long. I would have liked to have seen a training mo- montage. Oh, right. Yeah, he's, he's like, got a beard. Yeah, he's got a yeah, beard, but right. he's also trying to improve his one arm that he lost her with. So he's like, he's like double buffing up on that because it's like, if I'd just been a little stronger, if he's a little bit stronger, you know, yeah. got some hand weights. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see that. Man, his, his, this was, I think this was peak Stallone. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, biceps He's looking ripped for sure oh my god those things were yeah. they're and like two hams dude just big old hams yeah Made and during it. that during that sequence brian uh we could keep cutting back to his estranged girlfriend no yeah yeah she's at home just brushing the horse just yeah, brushing right the just horse. brushing the, the horse the horse has got a big That's old right. hole in it where she's <laughs> brushing so much <laughs> the fur all worn down yeah, on the side looking yeah. i can't believe nobody's brought up the true hero of this story and that person, played by Rex Lim, or Lynn, rather, Lynn, yeah. is Travers. Now, Travers is uh, the, 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 the treasury agent gone rogue, and he's making this yeah, all possible. Okay. That guy ate everything up he chewed in this he movie. Did. Every time he anyone talked to him, he was like, shut the F up! Get the F over there! Like, that guy was so pissed all the time. He is the reason I recommend people watch this movie, because I think Travers yeah. is on fire, man. Well, and he has great. to go head-to-head, like, uh, emotionally, as an actor, he has to go head-to-head with Lithgow, yeah. which is really hard. Lithgow yeah, is so much to I, talk to. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, having that that juxtaposition was really fun. But this is a dude, everyone knows him, you just don't know that you know him. He's in everything. He's most recently excellent in Better Call Saul. <clears throat> he's uh i guess he's on that young sheldon show although i haven't seen it um right. he's been he was in that waco miniseries which i really enjoyed back in 2018 very good uh all sorts of shit just you've seen him and you know him yeah and he's yeah. great and in apparently this. a rennie harland guy because we saw him in cutthroat island oh that's right yeah and, he, and he's kind of hard to believe as a a truly bad guy you just can't help but feel but maybe he has some kind of redeeming quality about him you know yeah. what I mean? Well, he's you. You feel that he screwed up. This is two weeks in a yeah. row where we get a guy like this. Last week it was TJ, and this week it's yeah. this guy. Yeah. It's the same sort of thing. There's like, there's a career dedicated person underneath this that's just feels like maybe I'm at an end, or you're at a crossroads, or you've, I've got to do something more, and maybe that maybe this will be easy. I can get all this money and get out of here and never have to worry about it again. But then you fail. But when then he goes after that rabbit. And almost oh, there's trivia that this is great. There's trivia that they were gonna the rabbit was supposed the rabbit. to be killed, 
and yeah. Stallone didn't like it. And also, I guess exactly. the preview audiences were upset that the rabbit was in, involved. So this, I don't know if this is true, so I'll just play this here. Scrutiny. Uh, it says Sylvester Stallone paid or, or paid $100,000 of his own money to have that scene reshot so that the rabbit left. Escape. I believe I mean, it. It feels yeah. kind of almost out of place because the, it looks like somebody literally throws the bunny on top of this. It's like, get, get, get up there, go. <laughs> right, right. Pushes exactly. Was Nudging that, with a hot poker or something just out of out of frame. Does that right. cost a hundred grand to do that? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think it does. I, I, don't know. I realized this was ninety two, ninety three, but I could I could Stallone go don't that. know what money Stallone don't know how much how much that is. He's like Seriously, whatever. I, that I, sounds I need, right. Cheeseburger, hundred grand. Yeah, do I that. Need yeah. Two other people and an iPhone, and I can go capture that footage. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, know. And, and I can see why he did it, right? Because it would have made him look like a real asshole for like, all right, I'm going to exactly. strap this homing device onto a bunny just so the bunny gets killed. That's and, exactly and what I use, thought. Use yeah. him as a decoy. He is willing to sacrifice anybody. I mean, usually right. it's like he didn't even tell uh, his girlfriend uh, to to get off the mountain until he had, you know pretty much used her and she was becoming a a hazard to yeah. his success. She was a problem. He's like, yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Pet the horse. Well that was the other right. thing. That's the other thing is they they uh he he used the rabbit in that way. It worked to have him escape though, because Travers is the perfect guy to have the escape happen to. Like in other right. words, like Travers is mm-hmm. so on fire, pissed off that he can't even kill the damn rabbit at this stage of the story. <laughs> and that's right. pretty great. I, I enjoyed how that worked. But I, I'd like you to also just spread the scrutiny to every depiction of an animal in this movie. Like It's like oh, we're yeah. at really high elevation. That's yeah. the only explanation for a lot of the the geography. Mm-hmm. And there's a like 35 wolves just hanging around, <laughs> coming and going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those wolves, they were going after the yeah. uh, the two, the Pepsi twins or whatever you called them. What'd you call them? The Mountain Dew Mountain twins. The Mountain Dew twins. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Love they, that. they were, they look like dogs to me. I don't know how much money they spent on those wolves, but it seemed like it wasn't that much. Dogs with contact lenses. The court knows won't pay for them or not. No telling what it might be. You can't tell. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there, there, there's, there's a really fun kind of cadence to the movie that I just didn't expect. I don't, I don't know why I avoided it in 93. I didn't avoid it. I didn't even have kids or anything. I was just like, we, this is something I would have normally seen in theaters. I I, I, don't know I remember I when it came it. out thinking, oh, come on. But I was like, I kind of want to go see it. It was it was during that time, during 93, where we had – this movie almost feels like it could have easily been in the late 80s. I mean, it felt like I was a little oh, years yeah. behind. Because this, sure. is, this is Jurassic Park year, right? So, yeah. I mean – yeah. That's the year uh, we always we look at. That about, didn't we say that about Cutthroat Island too? Is, is yeah. Renny Harlan a man out of time? A little. I think he is. Yeah. I think he is. I think a little bit, yeah. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to be out of time sometimes. My my biggest problem with this movie is uh, the poor lighting on the soundstage scenes because mm. uh, it, it you had all these fantastic outside scenes. Yeah, the that outdoor were stuff was nice. Looked good. Gorgeous. Yeah. And then they hit a soundstage, and it just felt like it was very bland yep. lighting. It I just agree. felt flat. Give it to – I just, I don't know who, who you blame there, but, yeah, I guess blame yeah. the – the right could that have been done on purpose just to make the outside scenes I look was, more dramatic? I was trying to figure that out, but it, it definitely felt like, you know, it's like, oh, I feel like I'm inside right now, but not in a cave. I feel like I'm inside yeah. a building. Did and, we do know, Deep Blue Sea, by the way, his uh, the 99 movie he did? We did that, right? Where uh, Samuel Jackson does the... Yeah. Yeah. We so. did that? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just looking here at his movies. It was two years later after Cliffhanger, 95, he releases Cutthroat Island. That movie's the first movie he was nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Director. Nice. He nice. would get four more of these. I'm sorry, three more of these. 
one for Driven, one for Exorcist the Beginning, and one for The Legend of Hercules in 2014. Nothing since. Look, look I, I think by the time I got into Legends of Hercules, I think he was just leaning into what he was becoming. He's just like, okay, I've got a ra- plenty of raspberries. Let's just go in. Let's just uh, yeah. Let's just go in. I man. mean, look at this cool movie he's got coming out this year called The Misfits. I say cool because we don't know yet, but it's got uh, set in the Middle East, film follows master architect Richard Pace, played by Pierce Ros- Pierce Brosnan, who finds himself caught up in a major gold heist with implications that go far beyond what he could possibly plan for. And then this is the rest of your cast. Pierce Brosnan, Tim Roth, Jamie Chung, uh, and a bunch of people. Oh, Nick Cannon. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, boy. But my point is, like, you know, that sounds like a project like, oh, that could be fun. Tim Roth, Pierce Brosnan together at really? last. Like, cool, cool combo. I don't know, man. Randy Harlan is a spotty, spotty director guy. I think, yeah, but he seems to like, I, but I think he likes making movies. And so a lot of those things, even though I, I still enjoy them. I mean, they don't feel like none of the movies I've watched by him. They don't feel like they were labored. They just like they were at least fun. Yeah. I don't know about mm-hmm. Cutthroat Island was really a piece of shit, though. Yeah, well, it yeah, but it was still fun. Yeah. I had a hard time. It was still fun. But having though. him, having him do stuff like come back and do stuff like this, right? Follow the follow the template that you created in the '80s and '90s with mm. with stuff like this. Because if you were to have this movie done by a different director now, uh, you wouldn't get the the scene at the beginning. It would it would slowly be told to you over the course of, wow, why is Flashbacks. Gabe oh, Walker so uh, timid about the mountain? And then you get these little fragments of like, oh, yeah. builds up to the fact that you let this woman die. No, yeah. just give us give us the cheese at the very beginning and yeah. give us some more action movies. I like was this. in, and I don't, you know, and usually they say, uh, usually the rule of thumb is an audience will forgive uh, something bad in the beginning, but they won't forgive it at the end because it's the last thing to remember. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the only thing, the thing about, only thing I really remember from Cliffhanger, because it's been a couple years since I watched it, was that beginning, that yeah. that intro. Just mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. just, I was in. I'm like, yeah. let me sit down, let me do this. Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people thought he would be the heir apparent to somebody like, um, well, John McTiernan, who did the first Die Hard, right? Uh, who he has an interesting career, like. Okay, 87, he does Predator. 88, Die Hard. 90, Hunt for Red October. 92, right. Medicine Man. You ever lose a car, Tish? That's the one. <laughs> uh, that was good, actually. Yeah, the Medicine Man. I, like and I always forget Last Action Hero was his, but they did another Die Hard and then a couple others. And then by the time we get to 03, he's done. He's out. Feels like that guy had a very specific set of films to make. He came to this planet and made them, and now he's yeah. just chilling. We're, we're gonna we're gonna watch the rest of them. Like we've now seen a string of five Rennie Harlan films that are all in a row. It's Ford Fairlane, Cliffhanger, Cutthroat Island, Long Kiss Goodnight, and Deep Blue Sea. I am gonna make you guys watch Driven with me because I. Oh, <laughs> and then Mindhunters. We have to watch Mindhunters. Yeah. So we've got two more of these at least. Yeah. There's something interesting going on that I really haven't focused on until this watching, and I, I thought about it a lot. Uh, movies during this time. And I'm trying to see if it still exists. We often made the bad guys a little bit comical so that when we had to deliver those one-liners at the end, we didn't bring in a lot of drama. I mean, we just excused the fact that we just murdered somebody and we dispatched them in a very serious way. But it didn't detract from our action in good time. Because even though this movie has got a lot of really heavy you know, subjects, I'm still having an action-y 
good time, yeah. a thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that that's you have to write characters so different to to make that happen. Yeah. No, I think they did all right. Like yeah. again, there's I think that Stallone is a bad actor in this movie. I'll say that without any hesitation. I think he's very poor acting. You didn't believe he was cold? I just think he was bad in this. <laughs> and I think Stallone can act. It just he does it so rarely. <laughs> like when he does it's right. amazing and then when he doesn't it's like, "Oh geez, dude, you're really phoning this in." This was one of those. I don't think that um uh what's her name was uh, super special here, uh Janine Turner. Turner. She's fantastic in other things I've seen her in including Northern Exposure and this she's just sort of brushing the horse. Uh, your be- <laughs> that's a new term. Yeah. The horse. The horse. That's, a, that's a good trope. Your best, she does, she your does best survive actors. the whole film, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah that's and, true. and by the way, we haven't talked about it. It's a bit long. It's got a long runtime yeah, for hard. its for its like purpose. Um, I never like, got bored though. I was always into it. For I sure. I just noticed uh, forty five minutes into the movie, I just looked at my watch and I'm like, oh wow, I have over an hour to go. Wow, what's <laughs> happening? <laughs> But you know, yeah, she had, Janine Turner survives. She's, she's the only surviving woman yeah. in the world. Yeah, in the world, and yeah. uh, and she was good. Like I, I, I cared about her. I wanted her to live. Yeah, yeah. But they don't. And they don't even say for sure if they're if they're together again. They didn't play on that trope very much. That thing yeah, kind of ends weird because it just sort of ends, ends abruptly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For a movie that didn't have a problem taking its time getting there, the very end was just like. All right, we're done with that. Helicopters yeah. coming yeah, they, in. They, out. It was like uh, it was like they ran out of film. Yeah. yeah, they they didn't. I once. I think this is also uh, maybe Rennie Harlan a little bit more. And I think this is one of the reasons why Stallone maybe didn't seem like he was really invested in the acting. I think he was too busy trying to save this film. I don't know that's for a fact, but it really felt like he was really busy trying to salvage this film from the backside, trying to figure out you know like reshooting bunny scenes and that kind of stuff, and yeah. <laughs> I, I, and making sure that the yeah. characters were doing things that were supposed to do. He really felt like he wasn't in front of the camera for me. And I yeah, think that might I, I feel the it. same way, and it's hard to say, obviously, but based on all this crazy side information that we read, it does feel right. like he was maybe balancing a lot of stuff to make the movie, make sure it hit all its marks, which means he was distracted and not really acting all that much, which is kind of phoning that right. in. I did notice Zach Greenier was in this for like a hot minute, and <laughs> yep. um, I love him. If you don't know who that is, you've seen him in everything, but uh, most prominently recently... Uh, based on a, an amazing recommendation that Ibit made once on TMS, I watched that Dev Show, which is a short kind of mini series thing on uh, Hulu. Yeah. I think it is. My gosh, oh, that guy's so cool in that. He's so creepy good. He really is, and yeah. uh, he needs to maybe grow the mustache out a little bit wider <laughs> no, in this one because it's no. uh, it's borderline uh, porn porn time. Yeah, no, I was thinking no? it's almost a little it's a little, little Nazi, a little oh, uh, Nazi. Yeah. Okay, a little, a little got a little Hitler Nazi on his lip yeah. there. Okay. A little bit of a Hitler going, sure. A little short, yeah, yeah. Maybe widen it out. He wasn't in there very long, which is a bummer. Same with Don Davis, Don yeah. S. Davis, who was uh, SG One. Everyone knows him from that. He was barely oh, yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. We, we just saw him in Twister, not just a year, like a year ago. We saw right. him in Twister, <laughs> and uh, all our twenty twenty ones are just a week ago. That's how we see yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and he was. He's also one of the. He's also one of the good guys in Tommy Boy, a movie I've seen a thousand times. Mm. So like, I recognized him immediately. Like, oh, he's one of those yeah. guys. The guys that are like. Back at the at the uh, plant, rooting for Tommy. He died too. Time Boy's become a, a oh, bit of yeah. a. Time Boy's almost become a bit of a cult classic. Almost is mm-hmm. is really. I've I've seen it pop up a lot of places. I'm like, isn't this movie done? I love the movie. Tommy, I Boy? have it on oh, laser people. disc, but I'm like, yeah. I can't believe that 
People it still love makes the Tommy rounds. Boy, dude. People love yeah. that movie. Uh, who just yeah, died I that do. was in that? Uh, John, yeah. uh, Dennehy was his dad in it. He just died. Yes, so mm-hmm. good. Everyone's dead. And Don Davis, uh, another uh, Twin Peaks connection right there. Oh, with, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. He was Briggs, uh, Major Briggs, in the first two seasons. And they somehow, even though he died before this most recent um, continuation of the series, they used some old footage and stuff and kind of brought him back for it. So, Oh, they must have because he died in 08 and that didn't come out till what, yeah. 2017 mm-hmm. or something. That's crazy. 2017, yeah. Yeah, he was he was good in everything he did. That guy was mm-hmm. was awesome. Was, and if you what still, what do you guys think about Rooker Ball? What do you think about that Rooker Ball? What do you mean? Yeah, did you like the Rook, yeah Rooker Ball when uh, good old Hal Tucker was on the the edge there and uh, Craig Fairbass Delmar was was uh, playing oh, sports playing soccer. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, we're <laughs> seeing the, we're seeing the movie. <laughs> right, that's where you that's where you find your runtime. Like it, it, that right. that scene was ridiculous. It it didn't need to be in the movie. It completely took me out. I'm like, why are they pumping up this one guy just to throw him off? The also, mountain? that was like, another one where he was getting paid based on how many times he said striker. Every right. time he said striker, exactly. yeah. As soon as you see the two of them face to face, you're like, oh, Rooker's going to throw him off the mountain. There's yeah. no doubt in your mind. Yeah, Rooker's, Rooker's not a small just, man. He just yeah. he just got a knife off of the dead body. Like you saw that. You know he's going to win this fight and so then like when it goes on and on and on with the soccer just like come on movie yeah this guy uh that actor craig fairbass brass rather um he's mostly in video games now just almost entirely yeah holy cow like compared to how he looked in cliffhanger dude bulked up like he's a big feller he's a beast he was wily back in cliffhanger but can we all go look at his imdb photo because it looks like it's out of this person does not exist it also looks like he's gonna kill us photo (laughs) it looks like it's computer generated that looks like one of those shots from one of his video games (laughs) no i don't know what that is but what it looks like to me is if you took that photo and put it through the heritage app or whatever mm-hmm. and made him move again like they're doing with all those old dead people that would yeah. be the creepiest ass thing you could have on your on your harry right. potter painting wall <laughs> he's a scary dude i don't know in the movie he was just like over the top lame and he is british by the way but the accent he decided to yeah. emphasize sounded fake like yeah 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 the stri- i was quite a striker in my youth i now, wonder if he was making fun of Lithgow. This is how this guy thinks we talk. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm doing this guy. <laughs> and also is real vague about what secret or what top uh, intelligence agencies these guys all worked for before they left. They say that in the trivia. Right. Yeah. I assume it was I, I don't like, know if they said it in the trivia or not, but yeah, they were they were kind of vague about that. But that was fine. I, I liked that my bad guys turned. But there's like this Motley crew. I'm like – they would never hang out together. These are not the people that would hang out together. They didn't seem to have any common thread nope. between them. So it, was, it was so odd. It was an yeah, odd they group. found each other on Backpage. Yeah. Uh, they didn't, like, <laughs> this is really their first job together. Mountain.craigslist.com. Yeah. That's a tricky <laughs> thing to pull off, though. Think about it. Die Hard has the same thing, but it works. Like We don't know where yeah. any of those people, other than the twin brother German guys, there's a little bit of family there but otherwise everybody who comes to nakatomi plaza as a terrorist they don't have mm-hmm. any kind of good cohesion in terms of backstory or understanding why they're all in there but it works somehow i think this was just an attempt to do that and it just didn't work as well it was just like okay right. scott how'd you feel about this movie having a little miniature air force one sequence i yeah, love that dude off my dude freaking miniatures 
are there's not enough of those anymore. Movies don't use them anymore. It's all CG these days. I love miniature work, and even when it's yeah. bad or noticeable, I get super into it because I all I think about is somebody's job was to go make these rad mountain scenes and put up these realistic looking ass trees and right. have a plane and come and crash into it. And it's all about, you know, it, it's not tiny. They're like, you yeah. know, the size of a, a dog. Uh, or, or and they have to adjust miniatures. the speed of the film. Yeah, I think, I I think one of the stuff. things that I, I like about miniature work is you just do what's necessary. And so it, it looks... Whenever I see CG stuff, it's always like, oh, yeah, we could have the plane go down, but we also need to do this, this, and this, and this, and this. I'm like, oh, but you're distracting away from the point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you've made it into a spectacle. Mm-hmm. I don't need a spectacle. I need information, and I need to move on. And yeah. uh, sometimes and I think CG is You can do easy. it with CG. It's yeah, just so but... tempting to go too yeah. far. Yeah, I agree. It's too easy to add that filter. It's like, oh, let me th- let me add this filter. Oh, look at that. Look at-. And then yeah. we can zoom in from this side, and it's like, okay, back off from the, uh, yeah. the filters, dude. Well, sure. And this movie is a lot of, of people dangling. People dangling is is like the whole movie. It could have been called people dangling. And people dangler. Like, <laughs> like, so, so often the way you do that is you film them – at, at a perfectly normal angle for their for them to be safe, but then you you tilt the whole frame, right? So right, like right, right. Stallone is actually laying on a rocky floor, right. but you turn it until it looks like he's wow he's clinging to the side of a precipice, and like I, I it got it just caused me to really smile over and over when like mm. there's a guy dangling out the rear of a plane on a cable, <laughs> and it's like yeah, it's yeah. because it looks so it looks so much like they actually took a plane. I know they didn't take a plane up. I yeah. know they just did it with a crane and a little frame around the camera, but man, it looks so real. Yeah, him the the helicopter hovering in front of him while they're negotiating and whether he's going to throw the cash in the door or not, and and all that that looked great. That stuff looked <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. Didn't I? Didn't never once in my head go, um, oh, that's normal. I know it isn't right. I know you can't do that and not have so much freaking wind blow down on Stallone to be off that mountain right. in five seconds, but. It, it was done in such a way that I didn't, I didn't, you know, cringe. Right. I also knew it was kind of dumb and over the top, but it still freaking worked. I, I don't know. They were, did a good job. Were they even stuff. all in the same mountain region? Because the weather was like, I've never seen the weather change <laughs> as much in five minutes as I have in this film. Well, I mean, it's just let like, me tell you something. This is the other place. part that got totally wrong. Up that high, and I know they're yeah. not Everest high. Okay, I get it. I live behind these Rocky Mountains. I've been up there. Uh, it's really high though, and there's no yeah. way Stallone survives that long in t- t-shirt with mode. a shirt. Yeah, yeah. just a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. t-shirt mode. What the hell? In a t-shirt that would freeze instantly. No, he'd be height. done. Like, there's the one part where he's super cold and he finds the girlfriend and he sort of pretends like he's yeah. cold. But I am telling you, like, even uh, just the- when he's up to rescuing well, Rooker's girlfriend, they're all up there like it's Sunday afternoon in the summer. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Nobody's and, breath is being, you know smoked out it's just like regular breath yeah I right like, no it's the sun can be hot it's weird <laughs> and that's all before he falls in the uh frozen over lake gets yeah. out and yeah is, uh... <laughs> yeah dude what was that <laughs> i laughed who... so hard when he went under the water and his face passes by like goes <laughs> yeah. float by. i laughed so I've hard made mistakes i laughed so hard i can't but, stop laughing but he has a superpower which is apparently sylvester stallone dries off instantly when yeah. he's watching. Yeah. yeah yeah he's like a video game character before wiki. we started adding that in there wiki. he's got wiki. wiki technology yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gabe Wick. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole part. Gabe. Gabe. That whole thing with him and Travers, and then Travers does the same thing where he's floating dead under under the surface. <laughs> yeah. I was laughing yeah. so oh, hard. Oh, now you're underneath. There was a lot of there was a lot of turns like that. Like mm-hmm. we mentioned, I think me and Randy both mentioned the uh the human sled. That yeah. was the funniest oh thing gosh. I've ever seen that in a film, so I think. It was so oh. good. Just Pushing his face into the snow as he's yeah snow rash yeah ride him so like oh my god it was so fantastic stupid. he made that guy should have also yelled his name as he fell Gabe Gabe, Gabe. Gabe you got me Gabe. Gabe well I really did want to know more backstory was that a museum that they were stopping in it was it a gift store that it was she you know, called no it a longer? gift shop but yeah I, I mean so it's, too. who's getting stuff in that gift shop I mean I but know. there's obviously power Six, bars in there yes yeah, sixty year old rope. <laughs> They mentioned that right. where they yeah. they got the rope. I'm like, well, was it the 30s when it was there during the cliffhangers? It's like, I, but there I was feel like this movie, bars, like you said. I think if you're a coastal viewer of this movie, you're like somebody living in New York or whatever, and you see this, right. and you've never been near snow or a mountain. You you just buy it. You're like, oh, of course they'd have. Oh, yeah, they'd yeah, have yeah. all sorts of trail markers, and some of them would have gift stuff. No, none of this exists up there. <laughs> none of it. <laughs> and what, what what's most important to me is that the, a human cannot move around in a mountain range very much. You're, you're not at you're, that speed. You're going to basically, <laughs> like, over the course of 10 hours on a mountain, you're going to stay on the same face yeah. and between, yeah. the, between two peaks. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like, how could you cover a lot of territory? And this movie makes it just seem like you're just like, oh, I'm just going to climb from this one to <laughs> yeah. that one. And then I could, right over the hug back. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it it's was wild. wild. That stuff is super unrealistic. But yeah, once you accept that, there's fun to be had. Oh, there is. It does live up to his name, Cliffhanger. It does not live up to his poster because if I was working at Blockbuster when this movie came out, I would have probably gotten sick of people asking me, you got that new Stallone movie, Hang On? Because they used, <laughs> the poster has right. Hang On in huge fonts and Stallone, Cliffhanger. Oh, and yeah. and yeah, people would call is. that wrong every time. Yeah, it's like uh, Live, Die, Repeat instead of yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. the Tom Cruise yeah. thing. Oh, guys, no, there's a the poster. I remember the poster from Blockbuster. Mm. I, I was in high school when this came out, and I went and saw the movie. And yeah. then I couldn't wait to, you know, to see it get uh, at home. And uh, the poster ha- it has a big blow up of Stallone with like the sky behind him, mm-hmm. right. and then a miniature version of him holding on to the woman who dies at the beginning. Mm. And like that—that's the poster. I don't know what this. I remember is. right. I remember the uh, the the cover box that looks like the poster. But I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was another poster. I guess they had a couple of them. So yeah, there must well, have been a couple. That wanna, that one with the hang on though, that one's not good. I want to start <laughs> I want to start doing this more often where you know, it depends on how old the movie is. Like we're about to do or, or what's the movie we're going to watch when it comes out new? I forgot already. Oh, oh. Uh, Army of the Dead. Oh, Army of Army of yes. the Dead, yeah. Um and we should maybe think about Mortal Kombat, which is like in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Anyway, that'll mm-hmm. be good. Um, cliffhangers trailer. I just want to hear. Let's just see what the tone of the twenty or of the 1993 oh, yeah. trailer is. Oh, Maybe, oh, does it have narration? That's a good question. Oh, and I hope there's blur in here. You know, there's always blur. That, <laughs> there's always that. But <laughs> let's find out. Here we go. I'm going to play a little bit. TriStar, it says. Okay, but no sound yet. Why is there no sound? This is fantastic. <laughs> in has, a world. That's weird. It has no audio on the... Ruled by mountains. Oh, it starts off slow. The trailer? It... No, it's just no audio, but I'm on oh. IMDb has maybe, no audio. Oh, maybe, it's a, maybe it's a saving grace. Maybe they had a maybe they got a copyright hit. Dang. Okay. Well, 
Never mind. Yeah, maybe we did get. Okay. Well, you know what I'm going to do though. I'm going to start thinking of that more, so we mm-hmm. can just kind of hear. I I like how the tone. I like how tone shifts in trailers over years, over decades. Oh, yeah. To me, yeah. that's interesting, and I don't even know why. So that's the thing we'll do. Look, look forward. I just want. I just want to say one more thing about Army of the Dead. My gosh, like I, I have never felt as strongly about we should watch this for film right. sack when it comes out. Right. It comes out on May 21st, and I think we should sack it on May 22nd. Yeah. Um. I, I've never felt so strongly about something, and it's entirely because, uh, like, every shot of uh, Dave Batista and Tig Notaro in the trailer yeah. j- is just like, that's my jam. Yeah. Every single yeah. shot of yeah. them. Oh, yeah. We're gonna, man. We're doing it. it yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll have to be the week after, because uh, I'm actually going to be in Vegas fighting zombies. Uh, oh, that's right. right. We have to wait for it for you to come yeah. home, which one we week. should do. Just one week. Yeah. We're not going to do it without okay. you. There's no way. Uh, all right, I found an actual one with audio here. Check it out. Here we go. Oh, there's a hand slipping. Oh, this is—they're showing—they're giving away the beginning. Oh, geez, the girl's falling now. Oh, there's music. It's super intense. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just skip ahead. Okay. It appears really uh, makes it into something that it really isn't. Yep. Yeah. It's all it's just, just classical, a- intense music with the scenes from the movie. Well done, guys. <laughs> this is gonna be the movie event of the summer there was no like yeah, in a world or any of that yeah grab yeah. your popcorn bag on <laughs> gabe was a guy who liked glad <laughs> there you go <laughs> now that was every vhs movie that had a low budget <laughs> right yeah you guys uh, remember I, that i it's a long time now probably more than i think it is maybe 20 years but somebody when they recut the shining yeah trailer, yeah and, and added like, uh that, that Peter song? Gabriel song. Yes. Uh, yeah. so, so there are actually, I looked this up, there are actually three trailers for Cliffhanger mm-hmm. that are all, they're basically all just different cuts of the same stuff. Yeah. But they're, they use three different, uh, three different songs uh, and they're all the same, the same crazy music. One is Ride of the Valkyries by Wagner. That was that. One yeah. is Requiem by Mozart. Great. And the third is O Fortuna, you know, Carmina. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. They were going, they were going for epic is what they yeah, were going for. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I always connect that O Fortuna with um, a Guinness commercial uh, oh, from yeah. like early 2000s, maybe late 90s. But uh it was all black and white, and they used that music. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, what a cool commercial. Most yeah. importantly, you probably don't have to pay much for that music. No, no probably. I think yes. it's free. I think. Yes, as long as like, I'll pay for the bunny, but I'm not paying for that. <laughs> well, okay, I shouldn't say it's free. If you have to get it, um, you, if you want a modern incarnation of it. or Right. The performances are, are not free. The The source music is. Right. Yeah, so you want me. the London Philharmonics version, you're going to pay for that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sylvester Stallone's got a hundred grand laying around. It's not a problem. He'll yeah, there's probably yeah. a guy on YouTube will record it for you for free. Hey, Brian, right. you live in the Denver area. Let me ask you this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they referred to the Denver Mint, which in the feature or in the film, uh, this is where they got all the money, and uh, yes. money. they only produce coins though. So if they had only really had a hundred million dollars from the Denver Mint, it would have weighed twenty five hundred tons. Yeah, it's crazy. And and here's here's uh, something Tina told me about the government because she's had to go there back when she was doing investigations. She'd have to go there. You are not allowed to bring money into the Denver Mint. Oh, like you have to wow. empty your pockets of of money or leave it in the car or something. That's, that's not a problem. I never have money. You so, should go, right? <laughs> you should go do that. You should go tour it and just just to say what's what it's like. That'd be cool. Yeah, I did as a kid. I did. Uh, they had tours or like you know our our class went there at least a couple right. times yeah. and uh can we have money 
you just made me realize i mean there's so many tropes in this movie like there's there's a there's a trope called money to burn which i love ah, yeah, literally burn, whenever yeah. the literally. script the yeah. script calls for somebody to burn some money and yeah. it's usually stolen money right yeah most right. um but how cool would it have been if the final shot had actually been of stallone he's chilling back at his girlfriend's house maybe they're back together maybe not you don't know but he like reaches into his boot and pulls out a couple yeah. thousand dollar bills that's exactly what we should have done yeah. we can get new horses they, they really he pulls hounded it out on goes, that are you hungry are you hungry? <laughs> are you hungry they kept they hounded so hard on the idea that that money was so traceable and trackable that nobody could use it anywhere yet they never really right. resolved that like i still don't really understand ever the bad guy's motivations yeah John Lithgow all- had the ability to move it. Was the was the exactly. idea? Yeah. So, and somebody- by the way, international banks had electronic banking. Are you hungry? Sorry, right, right. Uh, if they really wanted to to you know need international but, banks to transfer cash, yeah. they should have set the movie in like the fifties or something. <laughs> those, those cases were uh, continuity nightmares with with the money. Yeah. They were just all over the place with how those things were working. Yep, and. How they looked it was weird pretty fun watching that heist go down from the plane's perspective yeah. though that was pretty oh yeah that was that was pretty cool the the zip line for the money mm-hmm. you know to transfer from one plane to the other that yeah. was that was all interesting oh, i'll tell you who i love though oh my gosh uh the agent who was investigating and suspected oh yeah he's great that travers was bad mm-hmm. that guy was oh, cool dude. i want him to have his own movie man he he was a chaos maker and he was skilled was he was name? you know he was he didn't just take it like a chump he actually you know he was actually making some really good moves that was I ryan like, no 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 hold on was it ryan was it ryan that sounds like it'd be ryan yeah, it's gregory like scott cummings is the, or something. Is the, is yeah. the actor he's yeah he had a real smoldery cool looking mm-hmm. deal going yeah there. the character was well written oh no here it is that. sorry agent matheson played by Vito ruggins Vito Roggins. Roggins. Hello. Roggins. Oh, Roggins. Get in here. <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's your Denver Mint, and that's a bummer because uh, that's continuity. That ruined your continuity pretty hard. Kind of, yeah. 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 But no, but who knew that? I didn't know that. I would Right. Know that. No. I, even uh, you live there, and you wouldn't have known that. I, right? Even I live here, and I I, <laughs> I didn't know or forgotten it or something. Uh, was, there a, was there a gross scout out the most? Uh, I didn't guess. write one down because I don't have anything. But you tell me what you think it should have been. My guess would have been uh, sticking your hand right there in a big pile of bat guano. Oh, that's not oh, bad. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. I just picked it up Gross. and smeared around like... Yeah, looks like right. what do you do? Well, like, oh, you, don't, yeah. you don't have a towel. You're climbing. Right. All you can do is wipe your hands on your pants or your shirt or something. Two weeks right. in a row now, we've had uh, magic bats because they live in places that would normally never be there. <laughs> Last right. week, we had them in the where were they? The sewers or something? Wherever they were in the in yeah, SWAT. Right. I don't remember SWAT, sewers, yeah. right? I was I was Batman. waiting for Stallone to turn into Batman, but <laughs> that never happened. So <laughs> there were a lot of them though. It was like. Yeah, I expected the music. You know, and if if realistically, if I'm in the middle of a battle with you know John Lithgow or something, and there's a cave full of bats, I mean, I freak out because if there was a whole bunch of bats, like, oh, get them out of my hair. But you know, that's because most days that would be the most traumatic event that would have happened that day. You know, but (laughs) on this day, I'm like, yeah, whatever, just cover (laughs) your head; they'll be gone in a minute. (laughs) It's not even really a deal. It's not. It's not a big deal, and and I kind of right. struggle with that. But also, bats don't live 
in the Rocky Mountains. But yeah, in way the up ice. in the Rocky yeah. Mountains like that. They yeah, they're, they're, they're shivery they're, little mammals. They yeah, prefer warm mammals. areas. I'm actually reading to you from Live Science. They can be found in rainforests, <laughs> farmland, woods, cities. Like it's it's they're not, they found like on not found mountains, deserts. Right. You know, places that are not the mountains in the middle of winter. I'm sorry, right. they just don't exist there. So, and where were they going to go? Fly outside and die immediately? Yeah, uh, no, uh, it's cold. Back in, yeah. back in, <laughs> <Get> back in. <laughs> yeah, that 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 bat stuff was stupid. Um, but overall, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I had a yeah. good time. Oh, it was a, yeah. uh, I don't know, a movie. I think uh, not only perfect for our show. And this is a rare, actually, this is a rare quality for a film to be perfect yeah. for our show. Ridiculous and ridicule, you know, ready. But also right. a really good time, and, and a f- I would have spent money on this in the theater and not felt bad about it. Mm-hmm. It was good. Absolutely. I've had yeah. a couple of thousand-dollar bills laying around. I would totally went to yeah. see this at the theater. Why not? Because <laughs> it's just, you know, it's a, it's, I mean, it's dumb, but it's good dumb. It's a real good dumb. Yeah. And, I, and uh, has- I'm a little bummed there wasn't that sequel. Apparently this, there was a sequel in the works. It was going to come out in 94. Uh, same producer, same everybody. It was going to be called The Dam. And it was described yes. as Die Hard on a Dam um, and would have Sylvester Stallone's character from this movie. So Gabe, uh, there fighting terrorists who took over the Hoover Dam. But Believe it never got. I would have watched that. Oh, hell I yeah. would have totally. Oh, for sure. There. And apparently Stallone was into it. He tried to resurrect it in 08 and it's just never right. happened. You couldn't get I it. I like to think of Daylight as the spiritual successor to this Daylight, remind Where, me, Daylight. Is it, isn't that, it wasn't Stallone that the name of the movie? Tunnel. Stuck Stallone in a, in a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we it's like a tunnel it between New York and New Jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's 96 film. I love it that yeah. everyone says, it's it's Die Hard on a Dam, and you guys, the way yeah. you guys describe yeah. it, it's Stallone in a... In a it's, it's, cliffhanger, <laughs> it's Cliffhanger in a tube. Yeah, right. <laughs> tube hanger. I've never seen Daylight. Is that a thing we should see? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, you for, should totally see it. A, yes. We should huh. see it for film sack. How did I miss all these Stallone movies? I don't know what's wrong with me. Let's see. Oh, yeah, there it is. Disaster in New York Tunnel, explosions, blah, blah, blah. The year was uh, 1996. 96? So just after this, a yeah. couple years. And yep. uh, Amy Brenneman's in that. Vigo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Dan Hadaya. Sweet, dude. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. Anything Nick Tortelli's in? You got right. my money. Yes. <laughs> you got my money. Hey, you guys, everybody needs help, and they need better help. <clears throat> if I could talk, better help. Better help. Hey, uh, what interferes with your happiness? Or, you know, prevents you from achieving your goals? Well, better help will assess your needs and match you with licensed professional therapists. How's that sound? Need a little help in your life today? You connect in a safe and private environment, so it's all very convenient, and you can start communicating in 48 hours. That's nothing. All without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room trying to find a magazine. You don't have to do that here. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and uh, super simple and free to change counselors if needed. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime you want to. Depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, sleeping disorders, self-esteem, gender identity, family conflicts, all that stuff. It's all stuff that they work with you on. 
So many people are using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states right now. So here's what I want you to do. Start living a healthy, healthier, happier life right now. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash FilmSack. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash FilmSack for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. Go get some help. Let's get to some clips of this film. These are audio selections from the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, capture these myself, and uh, let's just enjoy them. Uh, here's the thing at the beginning about lying. Baby, he lies. Baby, he lies. All right. Or, Baby, he lies. He lies. I'm totally not doing her. <laughs> I did not hit her. Oh, hey, Mark. All right. Here's uh, here's Gabe. I don't know what this is. Gabe, shit, no! Oh, it's Rooker going, Gabe, shit, no. Yeah. Gabe, oh. shit, no! There you go. Definitely Perfect. a name count on this for Gabe's. Gabe, mm-hmm. shit, no. Or Gabe's. Yeah, Gabe's. <laughs> yeah, number of Gabe's. Uh, what's happening now? It sounds like a sitcom. Anyway, here it is. You thought of everything, didn't you? Everything except what's happening now. Everything but what's happening now. <laughs> now. Yeah. Uh, there's another one. We just got an emergency call. Five climbers are turning Oh, okay, okay. I'm just trying to slow I don't down, understand lady. what she's saying here. So yeah, she just. Slow down. This is a dialogue dump like no other. We just got an emergency call. Five climbers just ran off comb left. The weather's pouring in and Hal's gone up alone. What? <laughs> the movie's got up alone. The movie's two hours long and she just fixed, fixed in like a, a whole right. scene worth of information in yeah. 10 seconds. She really Love winged it. that one in there, and like nobody told her to take it again. And I just think that's crazy. <laughs> All right, yeah, good enough. What happens when you? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of a good joke here. What happens when you get older? You just lose the feel. You just lose the feel. You just lose, you just lose the feel. There's you mean the cool. nerve? That's something about him <gasps> saying feel is weirding me out. Hold on. Where? Wait. You just lose the feel. Oh, I don't know what it is. It's weird. Feel. <laughs> um. All right. Do you know how, or something about bad times? What the hell do you know about bad times, man? Oh my gosh. Bad love, times. You man. always had to end your sentence with man during the 90s. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. Sure. You know how it works. Um, all right. This is interesting. What do you say when you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Here's what you say. We got two heroes. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, right? There's two heroes in Falcon and the Winter We only Soldier. need one. Yeah. Uh, here's some Travers business. All right, Travers. Get off my back, Quaylen. <laughs> off. I haven't even got on it yet. All right, now. <laughs> I hope that whole, whole set was improv That would just be... It felt uh, pretty good. That would make me happy. It felt pretty yeah. good. And I love Travers getting pissed at anything. But there was this thing that John Lithgow made, a sound he made in the middle of that, that I'd like to play again and isolate it mm. so you guys can hear it. And then you tell me what the frick is going on here. So here you go. Maybe this is what grossed me out the most. I don't know. But here it is. Oh. Okay. Those two things at the beginning of the front are like him sniffing. So let me play it again. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Like, oh. <laughs> it's just weird. I love weird shit like that. All right. Um, not quite the Wilhelm, but close. Yeah. yeah, yeah wow. Guy, uh, really a little truncated, but still. Yeah. The guy shooting up at the avalanche. Yep. Yeah, guy. Jeez. Well done. Shooting grenades at a Did giant they, snow hole. Yeah, these guys never. They don't know anything about avalanche. They don't have to be a. You know, 
you know, for one minute, these guys, these bad guys are like mountain climbers themselves. They got the equipment. They're rappelling down stuff. Next minute, it's like they don't know what avalanches are. I'm mm-hmm. like, stop it. Yeah, that's true. Bad, bad guys. Whoa, Randy, where'd you get that alternate poster? That's poster? crazy. The Sorry, internet. I just noticed it. You put it in the chat. I, it's We were talking earlier about the poster that says, hang on, and yeah. that wasn't the original. And I wanted to demonstrate what the original looks like. But. Interesting. Well, he's no Drew Struzan, but it's okay. <laughs> um, all right. The here's tagline, hold on. the tagline on this original poster is the height of adventure. Whoa. And I'm sorry, oh, but wow. that that tagline, you need to have that with a, an actor who's not kind of short. I agree. Right. <laughs> I agree. Right. You never know. You don't think about it with Stallone, but he's a little guy, a little tiny guy. Not really. I mean, he's a bulky guy, but he's a little guy. All right. Uh, when you oh, uh, when you tell Sly uh, to sound cold, this is what he'll do. But they're using hell to find him. When they do, he's dead. Just you gotta get on the radio and call Frank and tell him to call the state police. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> See what I mean about the acting, though. He is shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, you know, that's really bad. You know. All right, how about some cartoony punch sound? All right, that's good. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. But I'll tell you, that was that was something that was common during the, uh, the time. We were really focused in like Twister and all these other films. The sound design stuff, they were trying to shift the libraries from the stuff we had heard all through the 80s, and yeah. it was all a lot punchier. It yeah. was a lot more. But that, that particular sound is like that wasn't good. Marx Brothers. Totally. Or something. Right, right. Slapping a side of beef. Yeah. And not only that, he's doing it while he's riding the man sled, by the way. The man oh, sled is man. so fantastic. That's while he's riding that guy. He punches <laughs> All right, here's a great fall. That's that man sled fell. Here, here's his hound. That's pretty good. A lot of, a lot of yeah, It must be a long way down. We're still screaming. <laughs> at, at, at the risk of gilding the lily, we all know that there's only so many places on the top of a man to hold on to. Nah. <laughs> I'm just saying, as soon as, as soon as you see that, you're like, okay, where are the grips? What's he holding on to? Like, yeah, you got to have I grips. I want to know who was here. tossing. Yeah, I want to know who was tossing the snow beside the body because you know, they weren't really moving. They're like up above a little bit and yeah. the yeah, background, right. you know, feeding by, but somebody was tossing snow and stuff. It was weird. Stallone's kids, you know. Stallone's kids. Get him involved. Hey, you know. Daddy, am I doing it right? Am I doing hey. this right? That's his daughter, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dead. All right. Here's, uh, here's the what the f are you? Oh, this is Travers. I love him. What the f- are you talking about? No, that's that's Leon. Sorry, that's, other uh, guy. Leon. What the yeah. f- are you talking about? Who you talking about? All right. This is, this is where you uh, choose choose him out. Not even a dumb mountain boy like you would burn thirty million dollars. Man, he is jive talking. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Dumb mountain boy. All right. Uh, unearthed, you guys. Just got this audio in. It came in the Ford, uh, form of one of those little mini cassettes, which I haven't seen in years. Oh, um, and it wow. doesn't have a Must return address, but it does say, um, it does say. well, it spells Ibit funny, but I'm pretty sure this is Ibit's mom. And she sent this. Super secret, top secret. This is apparently Brian Ibit when he was in the bathroom at prom. And then your girlfriend was trying to see if you were okay because you were in there a long time. Sure, All right. sure. This is what you said. If you want me, I'm in here. Yeah. It also yeah. sounded like you were peeing. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, not very good either. No. Was, uh, <laughs> no. His whole plan, <laughs> his whole plan, yeah, his whole plan involved getting Leon, the highly trained murderer, to come down there and then have his girlfriend, 
hit him over the back of the head. Was yeah. that the whole plan? Because that was mm-hmm. well, he didn't know. That's he not was a plan. Karate. That's what happens when the plan fails. He that didn't was, know he was kung fu guy till he got down there, though. You know what I'm I, saying? I suspected. Yeah, yeah, I did too. I didn't expect him to go full kung fu though, and go yeah, right. yeah with every punch he did. But he did yeah. I loved it though. He, he got did paid, He got paid per yeah. Is my understanding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's this where he says this is pretty good. No bullets, bitch. Yeah. What made that better? And why? What made that better yeah. is he's spitting blood as he said it. He had like yeah, fake yeah. blood and it was going everywhere. And he's like, no bullets, bitch. <laughs> Spraying that all over the place. Yep. Well, maybe if you hadn't shot him all at the avalanche, you would have. Right. Have some bullets left, you moron. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right. Here's get back and get back. Oh, oh, you guys all enjoy this. Check this out. Get back. Get back. Get back to <laughs> I couldn't help it. You know why? Because he timed it perfectly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because yeah. between his two. Get back! Get back! It's perfect. It just rolls right into the third one. I couldn't help it. All right. All C4 timers had five minutes on this. That's right. For some reason. On this, I wrote, this guy's the best. Here is our final clip. What the f is going on? Oh, I love Travers, man. Travers for the win. great. He's the best. But. I hate it. The only the only thing I hated about Travers was not the actor; it was the the character, and his only reason for existing apparently is because he could he could mathematically understand that code to unlock <laughs> yeah. that piece of device. All right. Yeah. Because it was random, but somehow he knew it. It changed every fifteen minutes or something like that. I'm like, are you like doing math in your head? That was pretty scary. Yeah. And again, like nowadays, you're like, oh, I just pull out my iPhone and I have my authenticator going through codes every few seconds. Right. What What's the deal in 1992? Yeah, I don't know. You have to, to do math. It's the only way I can figure it. Mm-hmm. And how do you have any code that that has 50,000 combinations? should be yeah. like 100,000 combinations, right? Because it's weird. If you have a three-digit number, there are 100 or there are, there are 1,000 combinations it could be. Yeah. If you right, have a four-digit right. number, 10,000 combinations. Uh, it's exponential. So, I, see, more, I see you had the math problem, too. I yeah, see yeah, the math yeah. problem, too. No, right, if it's right, it's like a, there's an exponential yeah. jump every time yeah. you add a digit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, well, Maybe he didn't think Lithgow was smart enough to <laughs> understand any of that. Well, maybe the thing is, know. Travers, I mean, the, the only reason you have Travers there, well, two reasons. One, he's your inside guy now at the, at the high up thing he's got the right. most access to the treasury transfers and all of that so you get him for that reason and then i guess for this code reason and then yeah other than that you don't need him i do i did think they kept um so the whole idea of keeping um rooker alive was they thought that stallone was dead right. so there's our guide we got to keep one of them alive so all right so they keep him alive but when they find out stallone is dead i don't understand why they kept rooker around because every time anything would happen rooker would like pull away and go you guys have a ball hurry up <laughs> And then they let him live again. He knew they just keep letting him live. Like, what are you doing? He knew the the pathing to get to the different areas of the, you know, the mountains. I guess so. I don't know. I seemed like they rookered, they rookered him. Yeah. They rookered that up pretty good. They rookered it up. And I, I was very disappointed that Leon never got used his brass knuckles. They showed it right there in the, you know, the scenes. They oh, chick in the bucket, you might say. Grab a bucket. That sounds like a chick in the bucket. The brass knuckles that Leon never used. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Those things out. No, that's totally what we were looking for. All right, check this out, you guys. It's time for the checklist. Frozen bat cave that does not look like a vagina. Check. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone really needs more winter wear. Check. <laughs> 
And finally, some of the best non-horror movie deaths in film sack history. I think yeah. I believe that. There were some pretty good deaths in this, I thought. Yeah, and yeah. apparently some cut. Like, it, it was going to be NC-17 if they didn't Whoa. Uh, tone down some of the gore on the deaths. Oh, I want to see that. I like good deaths in my movies. Yeah. <laughs> There's also some good fake blood work when he striker-faced um, Rooker in the face and they slow-moed that yeah. blood flying out of his mouth and hitting the snow. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty good... Yeah, show. I mean, blood and snow, that's this. It's dynamic. You know, you, you need a, to see lot, that. a lot of the deaths in this movie are the same trope over and over. The trope of you have outlived your usefulness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm, all, I'm all for it. I love that trope. I love how uh, bad, because bad guys, like, they don't need all these bad guys. They want to, they want to, all the money to themselves. So they just keep killing their friends. They just outlive mm-hmm. their usefulness so quickly, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. So quick. It's like, how long have you been working with the girl? And she thought you cared about her or whatever and then you're just going to offer i don't know that kind of stuff is it just seems like you'd have to have a stronger relationship with these fellow criminals for them to do anything for you i've never never understood why anyone does anything for anybody like that if they're just going to kill you like why would you go why would you why would you risk it i don't know that's right uh all right let's get to the uh the connections Uh, star trek connections are pretty strong in this one I mean, I, I have to assume Paul Winfield, you're number one with the when the walls fell and the so, Star Trek so, two and uh, all that. Uh, too many, too many to even count. I stopped looking once I got to a bunch, but um, let's look. Let's go in a, a different order. So, first is Jeff McCarthy. Uh, he played the disposable pilot here mm-hmm. um, in Voyager in the episode Caretaker. His character was named Human Doctor. And uh, he was also in TNG. He uh, 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 he was Ro- Roga Danar in the episode, the hunted, um, you brought up uh, Vito Ruginus earlier, uh, who played agent Matheson, um, in the next generation, he was chief engineer Logan in the arsenal of freedom. Ooh, the but, arsenal uh, of freedom. You're absolutely right. Paul Winfield is our guy. Uh, he was Walter Wright in this movie. He was the other black man in cliffhanger. <laughs> and so again, this is not Leon. This was, uh, he was captain Dathon in the TNG episode, Darmok. Yeah. But get this, he also had a bit part in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. I wouldn't oh. call it a bit part. He was a captain, Chekhov's yeah. captain. He's the one that turned yeah. the phaser on himself because oh. the earbug was controlling him. Remember that? I'm going to say, I thought he was the earbug. <laughs> yeah, he was the earbug for sure. No, he was the one. He, he had to turn the phaser on himself because he knew if he didn't, yeah. he'd kill Kirk yeah. and those guys. It was a, kind of a and, valiant and, death. Yeah. And what you're going to remember about that is that he was so sweaty. Oh my god, very gosh. sweaty. Oh yeah, <laughs> they must have had they must have had somebody just offset like spritzing yeah. these guys like well, in the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had just taken off his his uh, helmet. He was on a dusty hot planet, and uh, sure, mm-hmm. he almost uh, I almost said he almost died. He just died recently. Oh, um, he almost died. But he didn't he almost did. die. He didn't pass sad. away, which is a bummer because that guy was was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Darmok Dar- and Jalad at, at Tanagra, when the walls <laughs> fell, that guy, he's great. <laughs> Love him. Um, all right. Well done, as always. Uh, let's move on to the soundtrack grade, which I'd give a T for terrible. I thought it was a really bad score. I think yeah, it's the weakest I, part of the movie. That was terrible. I, I want to say that it enhanced my experience. I, I Sometimes it was a little bit too much. It was a little bit loud and over overrode everything else. But also I felt like, yeah. Now, this is a question I always ask. Uh, how are you guys listening to this with headphones in front of a computer? Because uh, I had it on case, the big screen and I had my computer. had my surround sound kicking, and so 
I may have had a little different experience. For me, it was headphones yeah. in front of a computer. That's the way I watched okay. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it that's was, uh, so it was still pretty good. Big screen TV good. for me. Yeah. yeah. When it first got going, I actually wrote down. Uh, this sounds like the leftovers from Last of the Mohicans. I wonder if <laughs> yes. it's Trevor Jones. Yeah. It was. <laughs> and it, it was. You were yes, correct. That's Trevor exactly Jones? what it was. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. And it's it, not it's it just really does it really does sound like the leftovers from the last of the Mohicans. Like, like like there's parts of it where I'm just like, whoa, he's actually like referencing his yeah. his previous movie. See, and I love that soundtrack. I don't know why I f- this one failed for me so hard. It just every time I heard like an exciting scene, I went, This music doesn't match. This isn't very good. <laughs> this is bad. What are you doing? This it is bad. It would have been great as music to like Dances with Wolves or something. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Dance to, which was going to make me laugh. That too. I could dance to this. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, All right. Let's get to the Twitter post. This is where you guys sum things up in 280 characters or less. I'm going to break with tradition. Like, this has never happened, but we're going to start this time with Randy. Cliffhanger. A whole bunch of men and only one surviving woman spend hours wrestling in the cold. And this one guy has a funny lip thing. Uh, just like a Saturday night at Evans House. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. I even knew you were going there. It still got me somehow. Yeah. Still still enjoyed the journey. Still it was pretty good. Uh, Brian Dunaway, you're next. I'm going with uh, or less on the character limit. Cliffhanger. A gravity a bitch. Hashtag Gabe. Hashtag no. <laughs> <laughs> you can flip those. You can say hashtag no. Hashtag Gabe. Yeah. Either way works. (laughs) Finally, Brian Ebbett. Cliffhanger. Here's what you do. You watch this, and then you quickly switch to the Weather Channel. Legalize it. (laughs) Right? Oh my gosh. Nicely done. By the way, I just want to. I just want to apologize. The Sylvester Stallone lip thing is not. uh, It's not really that funny. Like he was. He he was. He was mishandled during birth. Oh really? I As a baby that. being born, a doctor injured him, and that's oh, why God. he's got that. Well, lip he thing. has plenty, and, he's, and now that's why doing... he punches a doctor every time he sees one. <laughs> he, does just, he did just fine. He did just fine. Yeah, you could argue he used that to his advantage. Actually, he did. <laughs> and when it was passing under the ice, it made me laugh. All right, uh, let's get to the uh, the alternative title here. Now, this had. This had a really strong chance of these two other alternate titles. One was Yondu and Judge Dredd stop the footloose preacher dad, but that didn't yeah. last. That didn't work. Uh, so they almost went with uh, Beavis and Butthead go camping over the worst weekend ever. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh, let's get to. They were kind of ch- chicks in the bucket too, by the way. They were they were weird. Ad. Yeah, uh, they and they, they one of them's dead, right? Yeah, and the other ones. Yeah. Sh- I guess the other one shop went to and critical not, condition. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty harrowing fall, by the way. Yeah, that had me going a little bit. Although he didn't yell enough, he kind of was. He was quietly falling. I would have been screaming. Uh, all right, emails. We got one here from Kyle, who wrote into the show at filmsackagemail.com and says, "Hey ho, sackers! I've been watching, or sorry, waiting for what feels like years for Mystery Men to show up on a streaming Ooh. service, and it finally showed up right here on Netflix. Considering the slew of parody superhero movies we get these days, it is way ahead of its time and holds up pretty decent." Uh, holds up as a pretty decent hero movie during a time when we are getting very questionable stuff. The cast includes Paul Rubens, William H. Macy. Um, <laughs> he wrote in parentheses, I am cooperating, Wade. Nice, nice. We appreciate that. Uh, and Tom Waits is pretty incredible. Uh, he didn't even yeah. mention like West Studies in that. Um, it's a great cast. Anyway, I think it would be a good sackable film. Cheers and popcorn, Kyle. I agree. 
How yeah, come no one ever names Janine Garofalo? There was a time when yeah. she was so freaking funny in movies like this. Yeah, I still like her. Mm-hmm. She'll show up Reality and stuff here and there, and she's mm-hmm. great. I ain't got no complaints about her. Um, uh, but yeah, that's my, my put huge, that on. huge crush at the time. Uh, Claire Forlani is also in this movie. Oh, nice. Wait, Claire Forlani. Yep, Claire Forlani. <laughs> You're right. I don't know that name. Hold on, Mystery Man. I'm looking it up right now because that's what we do. <laughs> 1999's Mystery Men saw it in theaters. Should remember this lady. I don't. Claire Forlani. Here we go. Oh, Greg Kinnear's Captain Amazing. I forgot about that. <laughs> Lena Olin, Jeffrey Rush, Eddie Izzard. Holy hell, dude. Yeah. Uh, I can't yeah, find the girl you're good. talking about. Why? She's the she's, she's like, Monica, right? She's one of the stars of uh, Meet Joe Black, that a movie that I've seen too many times. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. she. Is, I had a major. That's why she's familiar. I had a major crush on her as well. Yeah, she's a. She's awesome. I don't know what I was going to say there when I said she's a, I promise it wasn't anything weird. She's a, uh, what's she's we're a, looking for? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's cool though. All right. So yeah, I don't see any reason why mystery men shouldn't have its day. I think it, I think it is okay. So it is a comedy somewhat, but it is, it has a lot of drama in it. So I, I think it, it could fit. It's not like a straight up comedy. It's, you know what? It's exactly like green Hornet. We sacked a green Hornet. We yeah. can this. I would say it's, uh, it's a little more self-knowing fourth Wally than than that was. Than this Hornet. is yeah. yeah. This reminds me more of like, what if the boys was slightly funnier, but also not rated R. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's kind of got that vibe to it. It's real scrappy. It's based on a comic, a dark horse thing from back in the day. Right. I think we should totally watch it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get it on the list. I, Thank you. I Kyle. vote for. Yes, we've all voted. It is now just a matter of time. Next week, we're not doing that movie because we got real steel to deal with. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be this week, but we bumped it for Cliffhanger. Um, but it's still there. So we're watching it. Real steel with uh, with your with your Wolverine there. Huge. Huge yeah. Ackman. Huge Ackman. <laughs> and uh, other people. And it's, and, uh, oh, uh, and, the, uh, the Wasp is in it. So Yes. Uh, what's her face? Evangeline Lilly from yep. Lost. Yeah. She's the Wasp in this. No, she's just a character. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that is going to be great. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's, uh, notably a film that me and Brian Ibbett watched in 2011 in theaters while he was here in Salt Lake city for an event we did and, uh, haven't seen it since then. And I don't know what to, I don't know what to think. I'm, for, I'm for me, it's, it's notable because I, I couldn't have told you anything about this movie when you guys brought it up about a month ago, about yeah. a month up until about March, 2021, <laughs> I didn't know this movie existed. Yeah. Like I seriously, it completely missed me. And like, I almost, I really kind of had a man Mandela moment, like where I'm like, did I come from a timeline when this movie didn't <laughs> exist? Maybe. Yeah. I don't think it was like a monster hit, but I thought it was a really fun, feel good time and i thought the effects were cool and in the shadow of things at the time like the 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 transformers movies were such disappointments it was just kind of nice to see something that was like a lot of cg but had some heart to it i don't know it it worked for me yeah for sure we'll see if it holds up i have no idea if it'll hold up but we're gonna find out next week right here on filmsack filmsack.com is the place you want to go in case you're trying to find anything else it's all there uh, try that link also uh, that we use all the time, quicksack.ly. It's a great way to find out what we have seen. So before you come suggesting something to us, maybe check that because uh, a lot of times you guys are talking about Before you come telling us what we already know, yeah. why don't you go also, check that? Yeah. We also regularly hear from people who don't know what the next movie is and aren't willing to ever touch Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is a, like off off limits. Off to limits you. to them. And, yeah. So, so, so yeah. Quicksack.ly has that. That's a good point. 
also, uh, one guy asked me if we would ever do crawl, and I, I just didn't know what to say to him. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, it was our first episode. I mean, yes, we, we might. <laughs> we would ever do it, yes. Yeah. Would we do it again? Uh, probably not. I, but. I want to. I, I've said this before, guys. <laughs> I want to do crawl again because I feel like that's the worst episode of Film Sack, and I want a, I want a second <laughs> chance. Well, I mean, it was totally we – didn't, we didn't have hardly any of our formulas. No. Or, yeah, we didn't yeah, know what we were we doing. Did. No, we had vagina we doing caves. Yeah, yeah, we had vagina caves. It was a weird time. Nine, 2009 is a long totally. time ago now, turns out. Um, all right. Uh, yesterday I was doing the math. Uh, you probably saw this on Twitter, but no doubts uh, – Song. What was their big song? Um, don't sleep. Uh, spider. Oh no. Oh no doubt. Don't speak. Yeah. Don't, don't speak. speak. Don't don't something. Yeah. So don't speak came out twenty five years ago, this week, uh, and I got to thinking. All right, that was a huge hit. Gwen Stefani's still rocking it. She got a new album herself. Doing good. Uh, let's let's do a little backtracking. So I did the math. The if you went twenty five years from that song backwards to what the number one hit was. It was a version of Joy to the World by Three Dog Night wow. in 1971. <laughs> I think I remember that Time one. is yeah. weird is yeah. what I'm saying. Time yeah. is weird. Like, if, you, if I say to you guys, hey, guys, what was the hot Zelda game 20 years ago? Your brain would say, oh, like the original NES one? No, it was Wind Waker on the GameCube. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, we're all going to die. We're all going <laughs> to die. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, so, yeah, filmsack.com is, is the point there. And uh, if you want to leave us these v, uh, V-mails, no, emails. Uh, emails never <laughs> what are forgot. V-mails? I want a V-mail. Vagina email. It's vagina email. Oh, sweet. Filmsack at gmail.com. Filmsack at, just don't do D-mails. I'm not into those. Right. Filmsack at gmail.com is the address to use. You can find us on Twitter. If you don't, if you hate Twitter, I don't know what to do for you, but it's a Filmsack uh, on Twitter. You can find all of us as well. I never mentioned these, but I may as well today. Coverville for Brian Ibbett over there. You got your uh, Randy, Randy Deluxe for Randy. Uh, Brian is the Brian Dunaway, and I'm at Scott Johnson. And uh, you can uh, leave us reviews wherever you get your podcast. That helps us even now, 10 years later. It just still does. So don't stop believing. Uh, that's it for us. Thank you all for listening. Uh, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. I'm in here. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. No bullets, bitch!